You're listening to Tone Vendors, the Sound Designers Podcast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Tone Benders, where we talk with the sonic artists behind our favorite films, games, and series. My name is Tim Muirhead, and I will be your host today as I tell you about some of my favorite field recording stories. The reason I'm going to be sharing these stories is because Tone Benders is hoping to pull together a future episode made up of our listeners' most inspired recordings and the stories behind them. Hopefully, listening to me retell some of my own adventures with a microphone out in the world will trigger something in your minds while listening, and you can send it in and be part of this project. But before I get to all those details, I want to send out a massive thanks to everyone who came out to the Tonebenders Sound Design Meetup in Toronto last week. We had a really amazing turnout. Toronto doesn't have the same size audio industry as Los Angeles or New York, but it really punches above its weight at these types of events. I was not able to get an exact headcount, but we do know that we quickly outgrew the section of the bar that had been reserved for us. As the sound community started to fill the space, we kind of started to surround tables in the pub with people that had nothing to do with our group. They all had to kind of politely move to the other side of the bar to avoid the audio nerd talk going on. One table of ladies for some reason thought we were all pilots and asked me why we had all gathered. I was completely confused and told her that we were not pilots and that we all worked doing sound for films and games. She kind of got a disappointed look on her face and said, you should have stuck with saying you were a pilot. I got a pretty good laugh from the people within earshot. We had lots of previous Tonebenders guests come out. It was great to see them in a social setting and pick their brains and kind of share stories. There are plans afoot to make it an annual event in Toronto, so keep your ears peeled for an announcement in 2024. In the meantime, we have another Tonebenders sound design meetup happening this month in New York City. It will be at the Crompton Ale House in Chelsea at 7 p.m. on October 26, 2023. After the fantastic nights we had in L.A. earlier this year and Toronto this week, the standard has been set really high for the New York sound community. This one is happening during the week of AES, so if you are either from New York or going to be in town for the convention, please come on out and raise a glass with everyone. The last two have been so much fun, I don't think this will be something you'll want to miss. Both myself and Tonebender's co-host Teresa will be at the event at the Crompton Ale House, October 26th, Chelsea. I recently took my family on a camping trip to a place in rural Ontario, Canada called Sandbanks. It's this amazing place with a beach that rivals any Caribbean destination. Nothing else is really like it in that area of the world. The beach on the shore of Lake Ontario goes on for what seems like miles. Off the shore, behind a row of trees, are a series of campsites that you can rent. And every 50 campsites or so, there's a public bathroom to be shared by all. During the day, I went into the men's room and noticed that the urinals make the most bizarre gurgling sound after its flush cycle finished. I'd never really heard anything like it before. My sound design brain kicked in, and I immediately started to plan out how I was going to record it. The area is hopping all day, so I decided my best approach would be to come back to the bathroom in the middle of the night and record it when the facility, in theory, would not be busy. So at 2 a.m., I woke up in my tent and headed back to the bathroom and started setting up to record. Now I'm in the public bathroom. I have my headphones on. A microphone with a big furry over it pointed just a few inches from the opening of the urinal. And I'm flushing it over and over again. (laughs) 
I'm completely in my own little world. But what I had not noticed was that another guy had entered and was completely confused as to what the hell I was up to. When I finally noticed him, he gave me some serious side-eye, and I just said the first thing that came to my mind. I just yelled at him, Sound design! And then I walked out of the bathroom and back to my campsite. I was chuckling to myself the whole way repeatedly. I can't even imagine what the hell he thought was going on. But I got some great sounds out of it, and that's what matters. Now, this story is less about the sound I was actually recording and more about how it was interrupted. I found myself visiting distant family in a very out-of-the-way farming community. We were on the side of a country highway. There were almost no birds and the insects were relatively quiet and cars and trucks were zipping by at a perfect rate. Often enough that it was not silent, but dispersed enough that it was not just a wash of white noise. So I got out my recorder, a Sony D100, and I covered it in a furry much bigger than it, meant for a full blimp, and placed it down about 15 feet from the side of the road. I hit record and walked away. I was going to get some really great traffic recordings that were going to be super useful. We were in the middle of nowhere, so I thought it would go completely unnoticed. I guess I was wrong. It's your microphone, I think. Yeah. What? What? It's a professional recording. Is that yours? No. Oh, I assumed it was yours. (laughs) That fell out of the car or something. Wow. You know some. I'm going to keep this in the house. I'm going to put this out here. Whoever... Yeah, that's worth a bit of money. Whoever will see this, they'll come and talk to us, I think. These two super nice guys had seen the furry on the side of the road and thought it was a dead animal. So they went over to check it out. When I tracked them down to retrieve my recorder, they were so confused to find out that I'd actually left it there on purpose. They were positive it had accidentally fallen out of a window of a passing car or something like that. When I explained I was making sound recordings for use in TV shows and films, they thought it was interesting, but I don't think they really understood what I was up to. They were extra nice about it all, though. Whenever I cut these passes into a show, I do it with a massive smile on my face. Okay, here's one that is both a really cool sound and one that has a really important emotional attachment for me. 
When I first started dating the woman that would eventually become my wife, I knew really early on that she was going to be a big part of the rest of my life. Her parents, on the other hand, were not so sure about me, though. Particularly her father. He is a hands-on type of guy. When something breaks, he fixes it himself. If something needs to be built, he builds it himself. He was not particularly fond of this guy who works on a computer making noises all day, dating his only daughter. I don't think he really understood what I did for a living, and he definitely didn't take me very seriously. He had a screen printing shop, and in the shop were these large industrial drying racks, made up of metal shelves on hinges. They were meant to put objects on that had just been screen printed so they could dry, but they were really old and the hinges creaked like crazy when you moved them around. It was a gold mine for metal screeches and groans. The next time we visited her parents, I brought along some contact mics and asked her father to help me do some recording. I put the headphones on them and started moving the racks around. They were creating some amazing sounds that were very different from what you could hear by just being in the room. I saw his eyes light up as he listened, and he became really excited as he started adjusting the racks himself to try and make the screeches. He was having a blast. After a while, he took the headphones off and said, I feel like we're making a horror film here. After that day with the contact mics in his shop, he was a totally different person with me. We have got along great ever since. He often pulls me aside when we go to visit to tell me about some new cool sound he came across, and he will ask me if I brought my recorder. He invented something he calls upside-down fireworks. You create this by burning a plastic bag on a stick hanging up high, and as it melts, it makes these sounds as the pieces fall. He was super excited to have me record it. It's been nearly 20 years since we first recorded his drying racks, and we are still as thick as thieves to this day. As longtime listeners will know, I'm Canadian. The same way American listeners relate to the call of an eagle, which is typically actually a red-tailed hawk in reality, as an iconic sound representation of their country. The same is true for the lonely yodel of the loon for Canadians. It is a sound that means the world to me. When I was a child, whenever my parents would take me out of the city and into nature, the goal was to hear the call of the loon. My dad and I would spend long periods of time on the edge of some lake, trying our best to imitate a loon's call in hopes that one would yell back at us. It rarely ever happened, but when it did, it was the greatest. Few things would make me as happy as getting into a conversation with a loon. 
It is a tradition that I have continued on with my own son. I have tried to record loons just about every summer for the last 20 years. The problem is that loons don't frequent the shore very often. They prefer to stay way out in the middle of the lake. So to record one, you need perfect conditions. The wind has to be at near zero. There has to be no waves on the lake, or all you will record is the water lapping on the shore. The insects have to be gone for the season, so late summer is your best bet. And even if you find a day that meets all those criteria, you are still at the mercy of if the loons are feeling vocal that day or not. But one night, it all came together for me. The lake was a giant piece of glass without a single ripple on it. The wind was non-existent and the insects were cooperating. And suddenly, two loons started up a really lively argument. In addition to their calls, there was a large cliff face on the side of this lake. It was making really bizarre reflections of their calls. It was one of the most beautiful sounds I have ever heard. Okay, so there are a few of the field recordings that I have captured over the years that really stick out to me. Some of them stick out in my memory because they were created in funny situations. Some have had an emotional impact in my life, and some are just beautiful moments I was lucky enough to get a microphone pointed towards. Now, I want to hear your favorite recordings and the stories behind them. Do you have something that will give us a laugh or a cry? Then dig it up and send us that sound. Feel free to record yourself telling the tale of how the sound came to be. You can either send us the story and the recording separately, or you can combine them and have the sounds playing underneath your story. If you are one of those people who hates the sound of their own voice, you can always just send us in the text of your yarn, along with the sounds, and one of the Tonebender's hosts will read it out loud for you. Once you have all the audio files ready, use a transfer service, like WeTransfer or whatever you prefer, to send it to info at tonebenderspodcast.com. We will be collecting them until Sunday, November 19th, 2023. Then we will figure out how to make an episode out of everything we get. Please only send in recordings you personally recorded. You may very well have a personal relationship with a very specific Hanna-Barbera zoink, but we cannot include that type of sound for copyright reasons, so don't even bother. So let's hear what you got, people. I'm really looking forward to the sounds our listeners come up with. You have until November 19th. Feel free to help us spread the word by telling your friends and colleagues. You can find full instructions on how to submit at tonebenderspodcast.com. Okay, that's it for today. Don't forget, if you're going to be in the New York City area on October 26th, to come on out to our sound design meetup at the Crompton Ale House at 159 West 26th Street in Chelsea details are on our site. My name is Tim Muirhead. Thanks for both indulging my stories today and for listening to Tonebenders. Talk to you next time. Tonebenders is produced by Timothy Muirhead, Renee Coronado, and Teresa Morrow. Theme music is by Mark Strait. Send your emails to info at tonebenderspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter via at the Tonebenders and join Tonebenders Podcast on Facebook. Support this podcast you can use our links when you shop with Amazon or B&H, or leave us a tip. Just go to ToneBendersPodcast.com and click the support button. Thanks for listening. 
Are you looking for more audio-related podcasts to listen to? Tonebenders is part of the Audio Podcast Alliance, featuring a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. Be sure to hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org. 